welcome to episode 9 of the Brain Strain Podcast. Today we will be talking about chapter 13.3 from the Jacaranda Year 10 High School. It's called <laughs> Challenges it. to Coastal Management. We are using a lot of enthusiasm because the topic is actually extremely boring. But we'll try to make it as interesting sounding as possible. So it's as a pretty long possible. chapter. I don't want to read it, but we have to read it. So we're going to try and condense it. Alright, so read along with us if you have your book, 440. Challenges to Coastal Management, the Human Impact on Coasts. All right, so uh, the point of this subtopic is that we're going to explain what the human impact is on coasts, identify the threat posed so by rising of, sea levels are, yeah. due to global warming, and then evaluate the impact on island nations. All right. Okay, so the human impact... So why should we care about this? Uh, well, what do we do to the coast? There's yeah. marine pollution and a bunch of little headings. Okay, human impact on coasts, right? Okay, so before we read it, let's just try to think about think about what we can intelligently say about um, human impact on coasts. So firstly, we like living along the coast, right? Yeah, As humans. It looks nice. Why? It looks, looks nice. nice. You got a nice sea breeze. Nice weather. Nice weather. I think um there's weather is not hot like the, in the, the weather's desert. usually nice. Um there's Cities access to the ports. There. Yeah, ports. And, and because the cities are built next to the coast, so everything is around the well, cities. Well, why is the city it, next to the po- coast? Well, because yeah. people like living there because... Because there's port, the access to the ocean for the po- uh, ports, so for boats. Right, yeah. What else? Why else would you live next to the coast? For the trade, like you said. Probably you can have better f- vegetation, farming. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, maybe. Some, some, some sort of uh, advantages agriculturally, maybe. Yeah. All right, that's all I can think of. But because we all live along the coast, it's going to affect the... What do we the, do to it? It's going to affect the world. Now, wait, think about the, the first. What do we actually do to the coast? Okay, I think we have to start reading now. I've run out of my own, uh, yeah. my own knowledge. So the impacts on the coastline... So human activities on the coast can interfere with natural coastal pro- processes, right? Um, skip, skip. And just living there can cause global warming and sea level to rise, which then in turn affect our coastlines. And then we've got the impact... Okay, so it can impact the... Con- oh, so what we do is we construct ports, which I've mentioned, boat marinas like Hillary's, seawalls, changes in land use, for example, natural environment, to agricultural urban environments. Okay, and then you dispose of waste. Oh, yeah, so we dump a lot of waste in the coast as well. All right, so there's something called the World Ocean Review. Um, it's I a series. It's a non-for-profit company, and then it tells us a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six points. Number one. Marine pollution. Okay. So basically we chuck stuff into the sea which damages the world. Bad things, toxic substances. Heavy heavy metals. metals. Nutrients. And then we dump... uh, Oh, yeah, this is like fertilizer. Fertilizer. So phosphate, nitrogen, agricultural sources. Untreated wastewater. Untreated wastewater sounds like sewage. Mm-hmm. There's something called the eutrophication of coastal waters, which I don't know what that means. Um, Sounds putting bad. phosphate and nitrogen. Oh, okay. Which is eurotru, obviously. Eutrophication, okay. <laughs> of coastal waters. Oh, noise pollution. Yeah, that's From weird. shipping. Mm. Um, noise pollution. Okay. So what does that do? Who's going to... All right, I suppose if you live near... Well, does that bother animals? It just bothers other humans. I guess it would bother both exploration exploitation of oil and natural gas reserves construction of wind turbines future mineral extraction oh 
All right. It's going to have to remember all that. So the uh, first well, point is marine pollution. Toxic substances, um, fertilizer nutrients. stuff, and noise pollution. Okay. So noise, nutrients, and toxins. So random. So this. So that's just to do with the marine pollution. <laughs> marine pollution. So all of these so things that's are ways of polluting, polluting the, the water. World. Yeah, polluting the water. The underwater. Okay. That's the first point. The second point is growing demand for resources. How is that a point? I don't know. This book has done very good headings. <laughs> no, no, this is... Wait, wait, let's, let's, this is the... Oh, it's a, okay. So, uh, so the issue, is, these are just issues and interviews. impacts that are bad. Yeah. So this so is because just... because we have a growing demand for resources. Yeah. So we exploit oil and natural gas reserves. And you have to, you go, you have to go deeper into the sea. Um, which leads to oil being released into the sea. That's bad. Extraction of sand, gravel, and rock for construction. So we're basically, we're using everything for the development of new pharmaceuticals. Future ocean mining, which may damage deep sea habitats. Also, oh, all mining at the sea floor. Wow, I didn't even know you could do that. You can look for iron ore in the sea floor. Oh, yeah. Aquaculture, release of nutrients, pharmaceuticals, and how packages. can we condense that? So, so this is growing demand for basically resources. Basically, we use everything a lot. So we're using too much stuff. So oil, gas, blah, blah, even not just on land, but in the sea. Aquaculture is what, growing plants underwater? Yeah. Releasing. Overfishing. Uh, okay, so we take the fish out, obviously, the industrial-scale fishing. Ex- exploitation of fish, that's, uh, that's bad. Illegal fishing is bad. So then you run out of fish. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're doing terrible things to the ocean. Bad humans. Habitat destruction. Oh, my goodness. Building projects like port extensions or Mm. hotels. Clear felling of mangrove forests. Sorry, forests. Oh, we learned about mangroves in the other section. Yeah, what's a mangrove again? It's like a um, lake thing. I I really don't remember. (laughs) It's a a biome. That's all I know. It's definitely a biome. Okay. You'll have to refer to our other podcast. Everything is about, a biome. We, we talked about Everything biomes. that like, is a forest or a, yep. like some piece of land or... Destruction of coral reefs as a result of fishing bad. So we're destroying the places where animals live. Mm-hmm. Bio-invasion, inward movement of non-indigenous species. Oh, this is, yeah, bringing, like bringing millipedes to Australia, bad idea. Cane toes to Australia, bad idea. But in this case, we're talking about... Moving um, marine species. Marine species. They didn't give us an example, but it's bad to bring things that shouldn't be there. Shellfish farming. Putting millions of salmon, sorry, thousands of salmon in the wrong place, maybe. Mm. Climate change, ocean warming, sea level rising, ocean acidification. Wow. Bad, 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 bad. Okay. Yeah, that's so, a lot of information. So all of, there's a lot of information. It covers like everything bad that we do. Which hopefully should help us in the rest of the chapter. Okay. So the 2017 World Ocean Review explores the coastal habitat and diverse... Ha- I think okay. we can skip that. It's so really? long. Well, I'm just not going to... I'm just going to learn the bare minimum. No, no, don't say that. We, well, we have okay, to help the, people the, understand. The middle minimum. The important bits. Yeah. So just read this bit. This is, okay. So coastal environment not being done very well. Okay, so basically humans have been... Doing bad things. Not sustainable. Sustainable means building that up. you want to be yeah. doing stuff for the current for while also um, being able to sustain it in okay. the future. So people building like hotels along the beach seems like a great idea. Because it really looks stupid. nice, but yeah. it's bad. Stupid idea because then it can cause erosion, rising sea levels. Oh, no. The one thing my yeah, house teacher says thing. is that from all this climate change, you shouldn't buy a house next to the beach because in a few years it's going to get like washed Maybe up. Maybe in a few decades, but yeah. <laughs> 
Well, in some yeah. areas, it's pretty bad. Well, good bad. thing we can't afford it, so that's good. He showed us some new stuff of, like, yeah. really badly eroded areas, and it's pretty mm-hmm. sad, because where people's houses used to be, it's yeah. just, like, getting And they're usually millions of dollars to be along the beach. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's weird. It's kind of bad. Yeah. All right, and then over oh, time... But that's good. If it was super cheap, yeah. that would be worse. The, re- the sustainable coastal management requires an understanding of... Well, all these things, I don't think you need to memorize this. No. Effective human activity. They, this br- like very broad. Sense stuff. Yeah. Broad We're not going to read it out to you guys because it's not going to help you. It's just, you can't don't remember any of it. Don't bother learning the stuff that's very broad terms because as long as you understand it. The concept of it. Yeah. Now, there's a photo here of a dude wearing... <laughs> <laughs> this makes me Dr. laugh. It's so weird. Ibrahim Didi. He's a minister of fisheries and agriculture. They're having a meeting underwater because it's to bring attention yeah. to issues of global warming, rising sea levels. So what? You're going to go under the ocean to He's have your meeting. He's using a waterproof pen. <laughs> and waterproof paper. That's so what funny. The... Yeah, that I don't so know. Amazing. It must have cost a lot of money to do that. So it says here that it was the Republic of the Mal- Maldives. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Maldives. And they had a meeting on the sea floor by government. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but wow, that, that is so, so cool like, though. It is kind of cool. But and then there's these so people standing behind. There are people standing. Standing on the seafloor. Standing behind the people that are signing things <laughs> with this, like, cardboard paper or some water. Okay, I don't paper. think we need to learn about this. Anyway, anyway, that's just an interesting just, photo. Yeah. Breaks up the monotony of all the other stuff. The threat of global warming. Okay. All right. So, rising sea levels is bad and it's caused by the enhanced greenhouse effect. So, the greenhouse effect. Okay, surely everyone knows basically about it. The sun's heat getting trapped by the gases yeah, and the water it's vapor. Bad. It's bad. And enhanced just means it's faster than the natural rate. Okay. So increased... So there's there's multiple reasons why this happens, right? Because yeah. of the coastal environments. So we do need to probably read these ones out. Yeah, yeah. So increased intensity of frequency of storm surges and coastal... Fl- oh, no. This is results due to global warming. This is what... Just on the coastal stuff. So if you get global warming, this is what's going to happen to your coast. You're going to get storms, coastal flooding... You get salinity, so that's salt in the rivers and and groundwaters because Mm -hmm. of salt intrusion. Increased coastal erosion, inundation of low-lying coastal communities and critical infrastructure. What does that mean? Inundation of low-lying... What? Low-lying coastal communities. Inundation of low-lying communities. That doesn't make any sense. I don't Okay, know. we just skip that. Loss of important mangroves, and we've said that already. Impacts, I think kind of repeating itself, impacts on marine ecosystems like coral reefs. These are kind of the same points as was made in 13.1, which is basically... 13.3.1. 13.3. Is that, yeah. When okay. you start going to like 13.3.2.5, then it gets pretty it complicated. Like legal. Anyway, yeah. So After this, we have to marine, talk from it from the top of our heads and see if we can remember oh, anything. Yeah. Our disappearing islands... As a result of climate change, a lot of low-lying islands, islands So low-lying islands bad. means that they're low because they're, yeah, they're getting covered by the sea, the sea level. level so yeah. when it says low-lying coastal communities, it means the sea level's rising so that oh. they're going to get covering Oh, up inundation. Low-lying. I so was thinking <laughs> there's going to be so many low-lying communities. <laughs> no, it actually <laughs> means that? it actually means that the water is going to cover it. Cover it, yeah. Mm, okay, that's what inundation means. We don't normally use the word inundation properly. No. We use it for all sorts of other things, like inundation of boring words. As a result of climate change, yeah, so low-lying islands are going to... That's bad. Okay, so we're estimating that sea levels are rising 2 to 3 millimetres each year. That doesn't sound like a lot, it but I suppose... It really doesn't, but I guess it adds up. Well, if your low-lying community is 2, two millimetres above, <laughs> above sea level... I doubt you should be living there by year, that point. In one year. Well, you know, half a lot of northern Jakarta is actually... Un, 
uh, oh, below yeah, sea that level. Was a big news topic, wasn't it? Below sea level. It's actually below sea, sea so level. How are they surviving? Well, they put a wall there. A they sea, literally a put a wall, wall to hold, yeah, to hold the water, oh. which is amazing and strange. Not going to last very long, <laughs> I don't think. Um, so Melting glaciers mm-hmm. and polar ice add to the volume of the water as well. Amazing. Then we wouldn't imagine that there'd be that much water come on from the well glaciers. Hmm. Anyway. Well, two to three millimetres is a lot across the whole globe, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a lot of water. Mm. Coastal storms. Okay, here we go. Same stuff. Coastal storms, tsunamis, flooding, inundation, erosion. All those things that we've just said before. Are uh, making islands disappear. Make disappear, yeah. So they're going to be climate refugees. This sounds horrible. Uh, I think they already are. And due to environmental... Okay. So this is all bad, bad, bad. Okay. So this is... Sorry, what is... So I'm just it's trying to understand what is a topic. To coastal okay. management. It doesn't even yeah. sound relevant anymore. No, no, no. It's, 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 this is just... This is what's happening on the coast. It's bad. Okay. And then and then what's what's the impact? Um, so this impact picture, is all bad. It's very depressing. map up here. It's, yeah, it's pretty hard to learn about. So basically all of these little islands... Yeah. So a question in the exam might be... Um, Look at this map. Give us an example of some uh, problems with uh, rising sea levels. Yeah. And disappearing islands would be one of them. Could if be you a want long to get answer. An, if you want to get an A plus, then you have to name some of the actual islands that are under. So what is an island that is? So low lying islands in the Pacific under threat oh. of disappearing. So the ones that are in orange um, are going are, are threat of disappearing. There's a lot of them. Oh my goodness! There's like hun- Probably hundreds of them. Probably all of them. Solomon Islands. Kiribati, yeah, selected Pacific Oceans. Okay. Oh, there we go. Um, oh, and then this is a table that shows the, the um the meters above sea level, which is, where. There's not that many people that live. There. Highest there elevation meters above sea level. Oh five wow! Meters, Tuvalu, Tuvalu is t- five meters, but that's but only t- eleven thousand people live there. That's the highest elevation. Oh, the highest. Wait, yeah. what? That means yeah. That means that so some part of it is even lower. Uh-huh. They could oh, be two or three wow. millimeters above the water. They'd so stuff. Australia is pretty high up then. Oh, no, Australia. Really. oh yeah, we are two. No, no, that's the that's highest elevation. The highest. It doesn't say they anything. should put the it lowest. Just, yeah, what's the point of telling us the highest? I know you'd be like what? living on a mountain. Gross income per person per year. Yeah, these are very poor people. They live in Ki- Kiribati, Marshall Islands, and Tuvalu. T u v a l u are examples of islands that could go under. Mm. They're eighty, ten, and five respectively meters above the water. So due to environmental change and mostly rising sea levels, oh. people have already started to move. Kiribati, for example, has got 116,000 people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't sound like much, but it's a quite a lot. It's a lot of people that, that will have no, nowhere to stay. Yeah. yeah. So rising sea levels in the Pacific is a specific example. Um, and an atoll. Atoll. So the, the small islands are called atolls. And the national boundaries... Um, can extend over vast distances, but the actual land is really tiny. So they're basically little tiny countries, but they have heaps of sea around them. Yeah, that's pretty Okay, scary. so they're very vulnerable because if there's any severe storm activity, it can affect them. Okay. Um, and they're also very poor. So yeah. essentially these are very vulnerable groups of people. Um, any incursion of seawater can be devastating for the agricultural produce. And the urban environment and tourism, of course, you're not going to go so to. So basically, a, rising sea levels damages everything. But no, it damages, but specifically, it damages specific tourism. islands that are very poor, and that but in those that are very. It will affect all of their lives. Agriculture, yeah, correct. Agriculture, tourism, and what was the other thing? Urban areas. 
Yeah, so basically the entire, the entire city. Alright. Okay. So, and then the, not only that, but the temperature of the sea is going to go up. That's bad. So this will be um, very bad because a lot of aquatic ecosystems will die and a lot of people rely on this for food. I'm very depressed. So this is very depressing. And what can be done? Thank God we've got a positive... Hopefully. Something. Imagine if it's Okay, nothing so what can, can be, be done? done? Yeah. Well, here we go. So what can we do with all this badness? Oh, wait. They also said something about the Great Barrier Reef blanching, bleaching, wait, bleaching and death of coral reefs will yeah. lead to the destruction of the whole aquatic ecosystem. Oh, my goodness. And oh, also for people's diet because they eat a lot of fish. Okay. So this is going to be terrible oh, the for the temperature of the sea. Okay. This is going to be... I, I literally just said that before. Did you? Yeah, about okay. the temperature of the sea. You can rewind so and listen rising. to it. Yeah. And the sea levels rising. But yeah, I missed a bit about the coral reef, but you're right. And people's diets are dying. So if food crops are destroyed by rising sea levels, um, the Pacific Island peoples, don't, they don't have a lot of money to buy food mm-hmm. from other countries. So they're going to need to move to other islands. That's going to be bad. So they are very strong uh, advocates for the policy of the Kyoto Protocol and the Paris Agreement. Right. So the Kyoto Protocol is the thing made by the UN, which lots of countries have signed, which says we will try to stop climate change. And mm-hmm. the Paris Agreement is. It's uh, a subsequent way. It says here. Mhm. Yeah. So steps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. So ratify means to formally consent to and agree to be bound by the treaty. So, so did we sign? We didn't sign. Eighty-nine countries have ratified the Paris Agreement. Okay, but did we? We didn't. Um, no, because it says subsequent and we haven't done the Kyoto thing either. Yep, so we haven't. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so what we... The Pacific Islands are basically our neighbours, so that's why we have a specific, of, um, an interest in this, because we really should look after our neighbours. In small groups, consider the following statement. Oh, here we go. As specific neighbours. Yeah, oh, I literally just said it. Just said. I thought you wow. read that and then no. made it up. Wow, amazing. You just read the textbook. I'm a walking textbook. Okay. I'm thinking like a textbook. Okay. Good job. No, okay. I'm just thinking about what's Rising the theme of this? What's the point the of all this? Yeah. So the Maldives is another island. Oh, this is literally a seawall. We just talked about the seawalls. Yeah, so seawall wow. is trying to block out the sea yeah. from coming in. Amazing. What, what? Oh, in the Maldives. Wow. Mm. It's good that they can build a wall, but they're still not that helpful. As Rising sea levels cool. in the Maldives. Okay. They're in the Indian Ocean. So we talked about the Pacific Ocean. Now we move west, and it's the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. on the southwest of India. There are about 1,200 coral islands grouped into 26 atolls. Remember, atolls are just names of tiny islands. Wait, no, but it says 1,200 coral, yeah, coral islands. islands. Yeah, coral islands. Yeah, grouped into 26 atolls. Oh, okay, so wait, maybe the groups, atolls, atolls. atolls are like groups atoll, of islands then. Atoll. atoll. Wait, there's a definition. Yeah, don't worry, it's a group of islands, I think. No, it's like, it's coral islands. It's an area. And, it's and an circles area. circles a lagoon or something like, something no, no. random. What? Really? No, no, atoll is just... A coral island that encircles a lagoon. What? Like, what does that mean? No, that doesn't make sense. Okay. That Fine. encircles a lagoon. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. A lagoon is wait. a lake. Yeah, but how can an island a circle? Coral island? How can a. S- oh. oh is I it an island that. Doesn't matter. Okay. And how is it a bunch of thousands of islands grouped into. They, how <laughs> into 26 <laughs> islands. 
How do you group <laughs> islands into islands? Yeah, what the? That's a very bad. De- I don't understand oh the definition. Goodness. Doesn't matter. It has something to do with islands. The average elevation across the islands is one point five meters above sea level, and then the okay, highest so point is like two point four meters. Short. Yeah. Oh, I suppose if it's only rising two to three millimeters a year, but the thing is that the waves are like bigger than the two. Maybe meters. higher, and well, then the waves are like and then if you get storms on top, from yeah, the climate correct, change. Yeah. Economically, the nation depends on tourism and the continuing appeal of its beautiful beaches. That's true. Okay. So if you put a seawall there, it's ugly. And 2004 was the Boxing Day tsunami. Goodness. I thought that was actually 2006 or something, but I got the year wrong. Okay. Wait, I, I'm pretty sure I Definitely before you were born. Oh. oh, okay. Then it must have been 2006. Yeah, it's a horrible thing that happened. Yeah, so, um, so because so of... Yeah, they got literally giant, giant... The Maldives was... Um, That's scary. Was... Uh, this, a lot of it was destroyed. So 82 people died, while at least wow. another 26 were reported missing, presumed dead. It could have been a lot more, a lot higher, if not it's the fact like that most of the population bridge. lives in Mali, which is protected by a huge seawall. Amazing. So I think the thing about seawalls is because they said they, people like the nice beaches. So if you put a seawall, it looks ugly. So people mm. won't come for the tourism, so the economy will suffer. Yeah. And... Even if you have a wall, it doesn't have to be completely surrounded with And it a has to be giant, like yeah, a massive literally. wall. That's so inconvenient, and you can't see the sea anymore. Only nine islands were reported to have escaped any flooding. 57 faced serious damage. Is it still about the tsunami? Yeah. Wow. So, so Mali is the capital of the Maldives, and it, copy, it, it occupies an entire island of its own. But then the Maldives are like a group of islands. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's what, 1,200 islands to be exact, coral islands. And then grouped into 26 atolls, whatever that, that means. means. And then um, the total damage was 62% of the GDP, which is massive. Oof. It's 400 million US dollars. Okay. So that was... Okay. So in an you exam, you could be like, give an example of... The impact in of... The impact of um, humans um, on coastal change. I mean, of the rising sea levels on... No, actually, that's not really rising sea level. No, but just, no. Is it, that's a tsunami, which was... Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of... By global warming, but I don't it's know. not really directly. Impact of climate change. Oh, here we go. So now we talk about impact of climate change I on the Maldives. like five uh, on the Maldives. Let's move on. So the long-term threat to the Maldives is, like with the Pacific Nation, it's both like global warming. Um, and then the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, the, Inter- IPCC. the United Nations one, predicted that by 2100... Sea levels would rise by up to one meter. Okay, so. So one meter doesn't sound like much, but in the long term, of that's course, a lot destructive. Of lot of okay, islands. and then some ice scientists. Well, ice scientists. What? They're made of ice. Oh, they're very cool. They're very cool scientists. Um, they they, they reckon it could be as high as two meters, and even, anyway. To be honest, that's a disaster. Sound as bad as the. How high is Maldives off the ground, off the sea level? One point five meters. Remember? Yeah, that's not. Is that what it said? Yeah. The highest yeah. point or the The average point? elevation across oh, the island is 1.5 so meters. Yeah, so in this, even lower. So basically in the next 80 years, the Maldives could basically go underwater or and close to it. And also, um, I think the more shocking thing is that they think the temperature will go up by 5 degrees or something. That's a lot more damaging, it sounds like. But of course, mm. both of them together sounds pretty bad. Okay. So what can we do to save these islands? Um, they're going to talk about a Kyoto Protocol again? Yeah, they did. And the Paris Agreement, again. Great. Get more countries to okay. sign it? Or what? Just keep signing things? Yeah, but it's a lot of other things. So they looked at, like, okay, well, let's build barriers, um, and then we have to plan how to move people out if they're going to be at risk. But the long-term issue is to 
signed the agreements, the Kyoto Protocol and the subsequent Paris Agreement. So unless we all agree as an international community, the problems facing the islanders will worsen. Mm. And then there'll be climate refugees. Okay. So, so they're, they're going to lose their country. So essentially they're expecting the Maldives to go under, underwater. Mm-hmm. And other Horrible. Okay. Yeah. How much more do we have of this that's sadness? It, it. Is that it? Yeah. What about the inflict of flooding? Oh, this is the last bit. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay, one last example. Oh, it's actually... Yeah, this is kind of like an example, but it's an interconnection of coasts and inland waters. Okay, so now we want to talk about how... Yes, okay, things can hand, bad can happen on the coast, but then inland waters can also get affected. So here we go. Let's learn about Bangladesh. I don't know anything about Bangladesh, so this is going to be really good. The country of Bangladesh um, is a large alluvial plain. Which what, what does that mean? Okay, it's an area where rich sediments are deposited by flooding. Okay. Okay. And then there are three, three rivers, crossed by three rivers. The Ganges, the Brahmaputra, and the Meghna. I don't think you need to memorize this. No. Each river carries massive volumes of water from its sources in the Himalayas, spreads out along the Deltaic Plain, and empties into the world's biggest delta, the Bay of Bengal. This makes Bangladesh's coastline one of the most flood-prone in the world. Yes, it does, because it sounds like there's heaps of rivers all flowing um, very through Bangladesh, and if anything happens with flooding, the whole place will get flooded. Um, so 80% of Bangladesh is located on a large floodplain and delta. One meter above sea level. Oh my goodness, these people That's are living one meter above much. sea level. Yeah. Um, okay. Hmm. It's like stepping, instead of going way down to the beach, like how we normally do walk down some stairs, it'll be like a one meter mm-hmm. step down to the beach. Correct. And that, there you are. It'll be a bit like Hillary's. Oh, yeah, but except that is... The we don't level. walk down. Yeah. Just at sea level. Okay. This makes... Okay, so apart from flooding in the delta, sea level rises cause will lead to expansion of the ocean waters and additional inflows from melting Himalayan snow. Oh, my goodness. These guys deal with the snow from the mountaintops <laughs> as well. And they reckon the IPCC, those international panel of expert people, yep. they predict that rising sea levels will overtake 17% of Bangladesh by 2050 displacing 20 million people. That's like the entire Australian population almost. Mm. All right? Yeah, in a tiny country. By 2050, country. that's like 30 years from now. Less than Wait, 30 years from now. are they a tiny country? I'm no, 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 no. They're not a tiny country. Oh. I don't know how many people are there. But, well, they say 17% of Bangladesh by 2050, displacing mm. 20 million people. So if, if you have an equal distribution of people all over the place, we'd have to look this up. But 20 I million people, it it's about map. five times. It's probably 100 million people wow. at least. We could ask Siri, but we're recording, so we can't. This, um, right, so the World Heritage Site, the, the Sundarbans region, um, is also at risk. And it's got one of the largest intake mangrove forests in the world. See, mangroves are important because they protect coastal erosion mangroves and Mangroves are those funny loss. trees, I'm pretty sure. They play an important role in flood minimization because they trap the sediment in the yeah, extensive root system. Yes, funny trees it's where trees like, grow yeah. and they hold on to the water. I mean, they hold on, they trap the sediment. And it's, it's and very they, fertile like, soil. Make a little um, land really for nice. all those fish to live in. Correct. Very nice fertile soil and it's great biome. One of the best. It <laughs> sounds the, very heavenly one after of the, listening to it. One of my favourite biomes. Better than the desert, <laughs> des- desert oh, biome. No, yeah. Mangroves also defend against storm surges caused by tropical cyclones or king tides. Both common in the Sundarbans. And the Sundarbans also provide a breeding ground for fish, and birds, as well as home to then... Okay. Oh, and 
there is also home Ooh, to the Royal the Bengal Tiger. And they protect juvenile fish. Wow, this is such a great place, this mangrove place. The mangrove <laughs> forest provides a source of protein for millions of people in South Asia. Get out. Wow. Recently, the Sundarbans have also attracted growing human population as Bangladeshis flee overcrowding in the capital city, Dhaka, or flooding and poverty in rural areas. So the, this place called the Sundarbans region is super important, right? Mm. Why? It provides for all the people and all the animals and it has endangered species yeah. like the tiger and it has lots of young fish. Yeah, juvenile fish. <laughs> they have to put so so everything. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So increasing human occupation poses a severe threat to the Sundarbans. There's also wood. If they cut down all the trees, it's going to cause problems. Mm. And then aquaculture industries also have a negative impact. And the mangroves are cleared to accommodate huge ponds for fish breeding, which quickly becomes polluted by antibiotics, waste products, and toxic algae. The damage to the Sundarbans destroys Bangladesh's natural defense against flooding. Okay, mm. so there's multiple reasons why the Sundarbans are important and what humans are doing to the Sundarbans is bad. So bad, that's just bad. one little region of Bangladesh. So why are we reading about this? I'm trying to understand. Um, well, because it's about how the coast and the inland waters uh-huh. work together to create devastating things that are bad for us. Yeah, so... So because they've got the water coming from the mountains mm-hmm. as well as the sea level rising. Yeah. And now flooding, the impact of Correct. flooding. Correct. It's all connected, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's basically saying, look, Aussies, just because you live on this giant island with a desert in the middle, with lots Which of desert in the like middle, don't you're not safe from all this because because the, the coastal yes, that's right, and wherever you live, and we shouldn't doesn't be so, matter. Um, don't be so oblivious and naive about the little islands all around us. Don't not like, care about they look other like people. Dots on the map, but there's lots of people that. Yeah, it's there. like you could, you should care about others, you losers. Okay, no, it's not what it's saying, <laughs> but it's basically saying, the impact of flooding, the increase in temperature which has led to the Himalayas melting, the ice that is, uh, will make the flooding even worse. It seems it sounds like a complete disaster. Climate change yeah, causes a shift um, in weather patterns. Monsoon season coincides with unseasonal snow melt. Okay. And then in addition, rising sea levels enhanced greenhouse effects was also, oh my goodness. And then you get more cyclones and storms. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, there was... In 1991, there was 140,000 people. Oh, my goodness. 10 million people became homeless. This is from, one, this is from a cyclone. Wow. What from is one a cyclone. cyclone exactly? Is it like a tornado? Oh, yeah, it's in the it water, right? No, 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 no. It's in the air. Oh. Wow. Oh, I don't even know what a cyclone is. Really um, if, if, if it's in the water, it's called a whirlpool, I think. Mm. Oh, you can no, have... Wait. Yeah, there's whirlpools in the water. But anyway, cyclones, it's the same idea. It's just spinning, something spinning in the air. It's Luckily cyclone. here, we're not very susceptible to much natural disasters. Just yeah. a lot of fires. The cyclone made landfall. In this, okay, so this is all saying that Bangladesh is very susceptible to the impacts Everything. of climate change. Yeah? yeah. So Bangladesh has regularly experienced severe flooding. And there's lots of examples of flooding. Lots and lots of flooding. Because of these risks, they need to plan and implement management strategies. Are we going to talk about the Coda Protocol again? Oh, <laughs> all of these... No, you didn't actually, but I was going to say... Okay, no, no. The encouragement encourages farming methods so to avoid deforestation. Okay. So it's, it's just a case example of, okay, well, if you stuff up the coast and you do... Climb, farming you methods that avoid deforestation, new yeah. standards relating to... Vehicle emissions. Oh, so they're basically trying to help the yeah, climate yeah. change problem. Just generally. Which yeah. is kind of sad because it's all of our fault... And, like, some places suffer a lot more than others. Yeah. 
it's okay. just the way it is, unfortunately. So this is a a, a giant. So so um, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information. But to summarize, we've been given three case examples essentially. So one was Bangladesh, one was the Maldives, and the others was the Pacific Islands that Correct. are disappearing under the sea. Yep. And uh, and it's it all it's all very bad. And the answer to all this is to sign the Kyoto Kyoto Protocol and the Paris Agreement. Well, there's a well, lot of you. We all so need to work together, and we all need to work together. Yeah. Cooperation makes it happen. Cooperation, working together, is a good song. Look it up. Okay, so the next chapter is actually talking about how then do you manage coastal change. It talks about beach nourishment, groins, seawalls. Okay. All right, and, that's for um, another day because my brain yeah. is fried from all that information. But it's good. Learning about different countries is good. It's pretty depressing, to be honest. And on that note. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Half an hour is more than enough of that. You can listen to it while you fall asleep. Bye-bye.